Hello, and welcome to Buzz, Candid, and Critical. My name is Milo. And it's your boy, Tiny. In other words, Brian. And this is Beto. And it's Christopher, also known as Joy Pain. And today we are talking about the long-awaited choice by myself, Manchester by the Sea. Great movie, by the way. But I would like to ask Milo, why do you choose this movie? Um, I first saw this movie when the pandemic started. I was on a binge mode with movies because there was not there was not much else to do. So I was just spending time alone, getting drunk and watching movies. And this one, I uh, I had seen that one scene, you know, that one iconic scene where yeah. he's getting interrogated. And I was like, damn, dude, that's like what happened here. And I just had to check it out for myself. And then when I when I watched it, like uh, that first time that I watched it, I was like brought to tears. Like it was like such an intense movement. It was an intense like feeling of emotion for me when I first saw it. And the second time around, it's been a couple of years since I last watched it. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it more. I was able to understand more or just notice different things. And then even after seeing some just like some YouTube videos or even some actual interviews from the from Casey Affleck and the director, I was just able to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, yeah that, I, that scene's fucking intense. That scene is intense. And I've seen it on Instagram like about 50 times by itself. I'm going to keep keeping honest with you. I This is my first time hearing about it when you talked about it. Oh, yeah. Um, Before we just get off topic, but um, I didn't even know about that scene until uh, I show one of my friends a scene. And then he talked about it. Yeah, I sent that to Beto when, uh, for the World Cup when Mexico lost. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. shit, that seems uh, popular. He was like, yeah. So I that, my first time watching it was actually from the movie. I'm glad I never seen it outside of the movie because or seen. Yeah, because I felt like it would have ruined it for me. Yeah. yeah. And I seeing agree. it first time in the movie was really like like special to me but you know before we get, before we get down into it i just want to talk about what we're drinking today and today we we're straying away very different than what we usually drink we're not drinking beer we're not drinking a seltzer you know we're trying to keep it warm for the holidays yeah you know it's <laughs> chilly it's raining here in california docks bro we uh, already have the bottle what the <laughs> fuck we're drinking a <laughs> screwball peanut butter whiskey clocking in at a 35% alcohol by volume. I honestly don't think that's a lot for a whiskey. I'm going to be 100% real with you guys. It's really not. But I, like, I mean, I'm used to whiskeys being like 40 to 45, even sometimes 50%. I think this is it. I mean, can, can I see the bottle one more time? Sorry. Hold on. I just want to see what it is. Bitch, it I'm says, trying to uh, pour myself something right now. Um... Sorry. Okay, right here on the bottle it says to the misfits, black sheep, and screwballs. So what I take away from this is that it's trying to be different from the other whiskeys. You know, it. I mean, you took a shot of it right now, and it goes down really smooth. It doesn't necessarily taste like peanut butter, like straight out of the the jar, but it has it a very so smooth. It has a very yeah. nice sweet. It's very aromatic. It's very aromatic too. And right now we're just mixing it with Coca-Cola and it tastes like a root beer float. So it's a really amazing. So if you're a person who wants to drink liquor, but you don't like how rough other, other liquors are really rough. I feel like this is a really good fit for you guys out there. Just just like because I, I, I can't really drink liquor because like it's just too rough for me. But this makes it very easy to take a shot. But with that being said, let's continue about the movie Milo. So, yes, this movie was released in 2016 and was directed by Kenneth Lonergan. It has a runtime of two hours and 17 minutes, and it is currently on Amazon Prime if you wish to join us in watching it and understanding a little more about what we're going to talk about. So as it has the overall basis on IMDb, and it doesn't really do this, it doesn't do the movie any justice, but 
it just says a depressed uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nephew after the the boy's father dies but there's so much more there's levels to this it's like an onion and we're gonna peel them right now yeah as what shrek said <laughs> exactly you got that reference <laughs> yes sir so this movie starts off pretty odd it kind of starts with a flashback does it yeah they're on the boat oh yeah yeah, yeah yes 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 so they're on the boat they're on a uh lee that's the main character yeah name. There, there's lee and then uh, and then his brother joe and then uh joe's son lee's nephew patrick and patrick's a little boy and lee just seems to be like a good uncle he's having fun you know he's messing around with his little uh nephew and then it just kind of flashes forward and i guess we, we, we find out that it was a flashback and uh it's the winter where they're at i think they're in they're like in the east coast and Lee, Maine, right? I, I think, think so. Maine. Somewhere in that area. Yeah. Well, I was a little confused by how the movie started. Uh, I was wondering why they made the decision to uh, start the movie this way. And uh, when I was watching the movie, it made more sense because uh, Lee, the uncle, is asking the kid who would he trust to take care of him more? His dad or himself, right? And... Um, uh, obviously the kid answers his dad and as we go more and more on this uh, uh, beginning scene makes more and more sense which is I think a really good a good, really good way to start the movie that's a very yeah. good takeaway from that I didn't catch that oh okay it takes 30 minutes I mean 30 miles away from Boston just okay so, yeah yeah so hey I'm walking here <laughs> <laughs> sorry I just had to do that. you guys can kick my ass afterwards Okay, so yeah, so yeah, so we get flash forward and it's snowing where Lee's at, and he's a handyman for apartment buildings. It's a pretty bleak scene compared to that opening scene. He's just kind of doing handiwork. He's going from apartment to apartment, and like he's just kind of. It seems like he's kind of going through the motions, and it's so funny because there's like one scene where like he's kind of talking to the. He's talking to the girl, or no, he's helping out a girl in an apartment, and you could over here talking on the phone, like, and she's telling her friend, "I think I'm in love with my with my." With my yeah, super the handyman. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. handyman. Yeah. And then he's just kind of there and then he goes to tell her like what's happening and then it's just kind of awkward. Very, very awkward. Yeah. And then he just like leaves. Yeah. And and then it goes, um, it's funny because then in the next scene he's helping out some like lady in her bathroom. Yeah. And she's trying to get like hand handiwork done, but he's like, it, it's not uh I don't think it's your fault. It might be the apartment from above or something. Yeah. And then she's just bitching and bitching, and he's just kind of like can you just shut the fuck up and let me do my fucking job? <laughs> and then the, the, the lady's just, just like, how dare you talk to me yeah. like that? Bro, that's that's like majority of fucking customer service yeah. right there, bro. Like, <laughs> like you fucking called in for me to help you out. And you're fucking bitching and complaining. Like, I have my system right here. Yeah. Showing me what the fuck's going on. And, and I, I do want to mention, you know, that lady was saying that he was attracted to the handyman. Uh, I wonder why Lee didn't make a move. Maybe he was too shy. Maybe he didn't want to do it. But the way I decide to read it is that maybe we, and we'll talk about it later, the things that he's done, maybe he feels like he doesn't deserve happiness, that he doesn't deserve any kind of enjoyment. And I feel like throughout the movie, we get more and more evidence of this. It's like uh, that thing, uh, misery loves company, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, yeah, after that, he gets in trouble with his boss and his boss is telling him, like, this isn't the first time this has happened. Like, you have to do something. And he was like, look, I'm getting the job done. 
like why do you care like what i like how i react or what i do you know and then he just kind of lets them off which is just kind of funny I think I think as he knew he was the only one who does the job right too and good. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was like, I do good work for you, you know. Like I'm handling all these apartment buildings. Like, like who, yeah. Else, yeah. Who, yeah, who else has a bigger dick than me? All right, <laughs> it, it, was just like, it was like trying to find someone else who's gonna do all this bullshit for you. Yeah, I mean we love a uh, socialist king. My yeah. boy comes in and says, I do all the work. I come in early. I deal with all this shit. And you keep all the money. What's up with that? Yeah, and he, he even says, like, I do electric electricity work, which I'm not even supposed to be doing. And then <laughs> um, and then after this whole situation at work, uh, we see Lee at a bar. He's just there by himself, you know, having throwing a couple of beers down. And then some lady next to him, she orders a beer and she knocks it on him, clearly trying to get, like, his attention. And then he's just kind of like... He kind of brushes her off. Yeah. Oh, my she's boy, like, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah, like... Yeah. And I think uh, this comes back to what I just said, where... Uh, like, why is he acting like this? Yeah, and I think it, it's another sign of evidence where he could, like, have some kind of, like, he's enjoyment guilty, of his he life. Just, he just... He's, well, I mean, he's a, he's from, the, from a perspective of someone who's watching a movie from the beginning and not knowing yeah. what's going on, like, like, I, I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just you know, like okay, you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, but looking back at it after you find out what happens, and we will talk about it later, you can see how he is actively uh, sabotaging his own life. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is one of the moments in that that this happens, and then as we're gonna talk about it right now, he gets in a bar fight for like <laughs> yeah. no reason. That, yeah. yeah, literally yeah. like hey, uh, so guys, so. Uh, do I know? What, do you guys know me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So why the fuck you keep staring at me? And and I do want to <laughs> ask this question. Um, do you guys think he um, asked them that if he knows them just to create a fight, or do you think he's paranoid because of the city that he comes in where everyone knows each other that they actually know his past, or was he just trying to get down? So man, that was a good ass a question. Good, a good I'll, question. I'll give you I'll give you uh, the perspective of watching that scene without knowing the whole movie. <laughs> I, I like you know we we all know someone who's just a troublemaker. Initially, yeah. I thought he was just a drunk drunk ass guy who's just like you know like if you because like there's people if you stare at them when they're like they're drunk they get mad. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't like they don't like that like thing. And then I just and me personally I thought from just seeing that scene alone I was like oh this guy's an asshole like you know he like he wants to start fight it doesn't matter whether like he's wrong or right it's just like it's gonna he's gonna throw it. Yeah, uh, I don't want to explain anymore just because like, you know, I want to I want to talk about it when we get there. No, that's a good point. Um, I never really looked at it from that like perspective. But now that you ask that or that, yeah, now that you ask that, it kind of makes a little more sense because they are they're not just staring at him. They're like looking at him and whispering to each other and just, they just keep looking at him. So it is possible that maybe he looks familiar. Yeah, but... yeah. You, you can tell when people are talking about someone when they're mm -hmm. going back and forth looking at someone yeah. and then it's like, OK. Obviously, there's they're saying something about me that yeah. obviously it, I, for me it just sometimes that's just might happen that it might look like that, yeah. but it's not that's not the case, you know. Well, to some people, it's easy to just be like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. but there's some people once they're at their fucking I, limit. I mean, yeah. there's some people their past catches yeah. up to them and then they're, they're paranoid. But I do think because of the trauma that uh, Lee has been through, like the things that have been happening and the fact that he does come from a small town, uh, it is within reason that he would expect people to know him or to like know his past and they would be talking shit about it, you know? 
So maybe he's just not a troublemaker, <laughs> but he's also paranoid or he's also just trying to sabotage himself. He feels like he deserves to be punished. He feels like he deserves to be punched because he has he a lot of regret, man. I mean, yeah. like he could have, you know, obviously we'll go into the story of how, how that all happened. But, you know, you're drinking, you're fucking going through this all form of regret. We don't know what the fuck's going on. And, you know, sometimes when you're at your drinking limit, you're like, bro, I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking die. Today. <laughs> yeah. And I think the mystery that the movie sets up, like, why is Lee acting like such a dick at all the time? Like, uh, gets resolved in a, such a, like, smart way. Because, like, he's rejecting all the women that are mo making moves on him. The and bitches. And he just, like, wants to get beat up at random bars. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and when we find out the reason why, I think the movie does it in such a good way. I I, I like when you find out. It, it kind of like you're like, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Now I understand. Uh, yeah, but yeah. It, it like it's it does a good thing because you're like, it's just like you're like <laughs> whoa, like it's that feeling that like clicked. But yeah, let, let's continue. Uh, so yeah, as Brian mentioned that he gets down with these two fellas and he gets kicked out of the bar and then he goes home, turns on the TV and we're, then... We're a professional podcast. Confrontation happens. Right? <laughs> a confrontation happens. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, sir. And then he gets into an altercation with these two gentlemen. He gets the living the living shit beat out of him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the first time. No, 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 no. Really? No, the first time there were just two gentlemen who would dress up spiffy and then yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. other one was... Where, yeah, like, they stopped the fight way before like, oh, yeah okay 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 yeah. but yeah so then the next morning he's back to his duties as a repairman and then he gets a phone call and they tell him that his brother's in the hospital but um the way that he responds to it it just kind of seems like oh like he's not um surprised that his brother's in the hospital and then we kind of find out in a later scene why he's not surprised um so he's like an hour and a half away so they don't like don't tell my nephew anything like i'm gonna drive over there yeah and then um as he's driving, he starts having flashbacks of when he seemed happier. And like, there's a, yeah, he's just having a, he's just like a driving through to Manchester. Yeah, and and he, there's like a, I, I don't want to say, I, I don't know where I have it, but um, he arrives at the hospital and then he, what? There's a, there's an important scene that, or important thing that I think the message of the movie <laughs> that, um, that it talks about is um so he, when he tells the doctor he said I'll, I'll be there in an hour i think he said i'll be there now i'll be there now they just wait for an hour and then so he so after he's off with the phone with the doctor um he's talking he's calling his manager which is really unimportant information but he's just telling him hey i'll be gone for like i forgot how you said like two two weeks or something like, that? like i'll be gone for the weekend and then the other guy's gonna cover for me on the next couple of days yeah, or something. and then so like um so obviously like you know he's just driving through like uh he's just driving through the city trying to get to the hospital that his brother's at and as soon as he's get there um it was too late his brother had already passed and then he sees his uh, brother best friend george uh, or his uh, employee or like no that's the, his best friend that's his best oh yeah friend. best friend slash partner and, and his because they, they have a fishing company and, yeah uh, um so like uh they're they're just explaining like oh sorry like you know like he passed away already and like um I don't know if it's a little too early to talk about this, but like I, I was watching a video, I forgot where I want to give it credit to the YouTube that I saw. The guy was talking about how um, life doesn't wait, whether like there's a lot of movie that sets up like a scene where someone's dying, but like we will wait and see the person die in front of them, you know? 
And then in this movie, what it does is because it's like this movie is one of the most grounded movie I've ever seen. It the, what the movie does is shows that even though he told the doctor to wait and like I'll be there in an hour, he gets there and his brother still pass away grieving and like stuff like that does not wait. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like something really more that connected with me because like it's like I said, like things like that don't wait for you at all. And then you kind of look at how George is reacting. He's like telling him what's happening and he's like starts kind of crying, breaking down. And this whole time, Lee's just kind of there like, damn, like, fuck. You know, he's kind of like, he doesn't really have that much of um, emotion, but that's just kind of how he acts. And then there's like a scene where he like kind of cusses out loud. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then everyone's like, so like the nurse and George are like, oh, no, it's OK. Don't worry. You know, like, don't worry about it because they already understand how he works with his emotions, you know? Um, so, and then apart from that, we also find out that Lee's been out of the loop with what's happening with his family. So he finds out that his uncle moved to like Minnesota or something because they're wondering about how they're going to, or like, who's going to take care or tell Lee, his nephew or Patrick. Patrick, Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen, you know? And then this is where we find out why Lee's not surprised about Joe being in the hospital. There's a flashback of where Joe's in the hospital and they tell him that he has a congestive heart failure. So like they, they tell him like, oh, you know, he can make it to 50. It was 50 like years. And he yeah. was like, I was like in his late forties and yeah. like some people die within six months, you know? Well, like, okay, wait, wait, I, I don't think you're doing that scene justice because this, this was very confusing. Cause like, I, like, like I said, I was very confused. So what happened was after they were done talking to the doctor, he was asking about doctor. What was, I forgot her name was. I don't remember her name, but yeah, she she was like his Shelbany main doctor. Or, or Bethany or something. Bethany, like Bethany. They were like, oh, what happened to Doctor Bethany? And they're like, oh, she's having a um, uh, she's having she's pregnant. She left for uh, she left for a maternity leave. Yeah. And yeah. she had twins, and then so they get in the elevator because they ask him like, do you want to do you want to see your brother? So he was like, yeah. So he goes down an elevator, and then as they're there in the elevator, it kind of cuts to a different scene where they're in a hospital. Yeah. And this part confused the fuck out of me. Honestly, I, 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 I was like, did. I was like, wait, what's, what's going? Like, wait, like, did they get to the room? I was like, I thought it's like, because at first, because you don't see, you don't see Lee, you don't see Lee, because he's sitting, um, in a certain position where you can't really see his face, but you see, I think, he's, I thought that oh, he's was sitting, the son, bro. he's sitting next to I Joe was like on this side, right, on his right side. So like, yeah, he's laying down, so he's sitting on the right side, so you want to see back of his head, but you see Lee's dad, and I think you see, um, Joe's, Joe's wife, Joe, yeah, Joe's wife. And you're, I was kind of like confused and I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And like, it still doesn't explain to you what the hell it is. And it's like, it's just that the, the Bethany is explaining to him that like, like you say, Milo, that he has a heart disease, basically, that like it gives a mini heart attack. Sometimes it's like you get a mini heart attack, yeah. but you'll be fine at the end of the day. And then that like, you know, most people live, most people live to be like, like with the 50, 50 years or something like that. And then they live perfectly fine life. And then that's when they question the doctor, like, no, we want we want an answer. Like, you're, well, you're, Joe, Joe's the one's like, he's like, wait, what the fuck? What do you mean? Yeah, 50 no, or 60 no, years yeah. Old? He was like, we want to we want to know like not just the good but the bad. But but we also get a an introduction of how his wife is. Also. Oh yeah. Um, you know, obviously she's really, you know, she's really dramatic, <laughs> even though she doesn't know what the fuck like certain things are yeah. going in with him. But I mean. She still had every right to be dramatic. I could understand her point of view because, I mean, I mean you, you tell your mom, like, anything that, like, would yeah. be like, oh, like, I, I I have something to talk about. And it's like, oh, my God, what are you, what are you, what are you yeah. saying? Like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, she I, has that 
that kind of like mom feel where it's like i have to know what's going to go on is this bad is this good yeah. you know but um but yeah then we, we get that discussion of joe yeah and then yeah. like it was kind of that scene was a little funny because when they were cussing in front of her and then like basically that's when they told her like it could get worse and you could end up dying within the next five to ten years and then yeah the the nurse tells him like it's it's not a bad disease, and then Joe's like, "Well, what can you? Well, what the fuck is a good disease?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and they start joking around a little bit, and I do understand the wife's reaction to the whole thing, you know? Because yeah, she was like, "Why are you guys laughing? Like, this is this is yeah. not funny." And, and, but and I it's... think I think the main issue because I do feel like the movie doesn't want you to like the wife, right? Uh, and I think uh, even though some Joe's of her wife, Joe's yeah, wife. yeah, Joe's wife, even though some of her like reaction is justified she did end up making the whole situation about herself right yeah, which yeah. like I, could, I can't stand this i'm gonna leave i'm yeah, gonna leave yeah, and yeah, she yeah. gets up and leave yeah. yeah and then she's like oh i'm gonna go home and then that's where it was kind of like that where she said i'm mm -hmm. gonna go home it's like dude like yeah you're really gonna leave when Your this husband isn't is. even about you Your yeah, husband yeah, yeah. Has to do. which is like uh a uh, very narcissistic behavior bitches right? i tell you <laughs> oh my god no 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 <laughs> but like so so it goes to back to the scene to the elevator and then that was very confusing because there was no context to like because like you know like uh, um there, like there was a sorry little off topic but relevant so there when movies start bringing flashback they had a specific way they have to indicate like oh this is a flashback they had yeah. no indication that this was a flashback because <laughs> they already talked about his brother disease and all that they yeah. go on an elevator you're just watching them in the elevator then it's like flashback but there's like they do this the wavy thing or they do something weird that yeah. was a flashback no it was just like Oh, flashback, but you don't know it. So I think that what this movie no does, time stamps, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Which I thought the director did a good job in this movie because yeah. I think what the movie does to show you that it is a flashback, I do think they change the hue, like the color, the color scheme within the scene in between the flashbacks yeah. and what is the present is a different color scheme. I I, I never seen the hue, but like my my my, my point being this this flashback because like I know like I was watching videos about it. And everyone's complaint was about this this specific flashback because it, it was um it didn't like you couldn't tell but like er everything after that like after they did a second flashback I started to realize oh this was like yeah. you know that was a flashback but then then we get into like when they get in into the um the morgue yeah the morgue and then like he sees his brother they're dead and you 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 can tell um, the rest. before we get onto that I think the way that they do the flashback serves its purpose I think they work kind of to indicate that these are intrusive thoughts to like yeah. Lee because it's like oh this is happening and then you're like I remember when he first got when he first okay. found out I I, I understand that feeling because I, I do sometimes where like when things all connect together like in life it's kind of like and like me personally I like when like everything's standing still and I'm just sitting there with my thoughts I think about certain things that like oh like it's connecting now yeah yeah so it, that's why I say like he, I feel like it's like one of the most grounded movie that I ever seen that like tries to show like reality and then um as you were as we were talking about he gets down to the morgue he gives his brother a hug and a goodbye it's very brief and then he just leaves yeah and then everyone's trying to help him out they're like don't worry about the arrangements we'll give you all the paperwork what to do who to call but the one thing he does want to take charge of is he wants to be the one to tell his nephew yeah yeah and before we move on i do want to ask you guys this question like what is the what do you what do you do when someone close to you like dies and you see the body right 
Because to me, that could be a little jarring, right? Do you Dude, like hug him? Do you like... Honestly, right? for me, when 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 uh, my dad's brother died, mm-hmm. that was the first time I've ever seen a lifeless body in front of me. Yeah. And, um, and but well, this is this wasn't at the hospital. I didn't, I didn't get to obviously go because they only had a limited of people. But seeing a lifeless body in front of you in the funeral yeah. is kind of just like, fuck, dude. Like, I've seen you like my entire life. Like, I grew up my entire life just to see like a person just like, I feel like I could just like pat him on the face and be like, hey, wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're never waking up. And that's. Yeah. That's the last time I've seen of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, uh, it's an intense experience for sure. Yeah. And, and it, for him to just be very, you know, stone faced. I think where it sucks is, is like, you could be like, <clears throat> like me, I wasn't as emotional. Yeah. But just seeing everybody else's emotions will really get to you. That's where I feel like I can imagine, like, if, um, since, uh, when his brother died, there wasn't a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, you know? we'll get to that scene. But um, you know, obviously, like when he got there, he's just kind of like, like fuck, dude. Like, we well, already knew, you know. Yeah. So he's gonna have to go and fix up a few things, and you know, try to do his best for his boy. Yeah. And Which then, and when you see <laughs> Lee like immediately go into business mode, like he doesn't really get like a time to grieve until he sees the body right like the moment he gets known he knows that um his brother died his first instinct is to think like oh what's the next move like what's the paperwork what are they what do i need to do and the moment where we see him break is when like he sees the body and uh, he gets like a brief moment to breathe to grieve and i don't think we get to see that again in the movie yeah well we do <laughs> later on but anyways <clears throat> now we go back to uh so now we get the, the star child. this scene where Lee is driving to the school where his nephew's at. Or I guess the hockey practice because he was at hockey practice. And he keeps getting that flashback of that beginning scene with the young Patrick <laughs> and his brother Joe. Um, I never realized this until I saw it the second time around. But there's a bunch of buildings that go into what happened in his past. So there's like he passes by like the church, the hospital, the fire department, which will make more sense once we get to that scene. But he just kind of as he's driving back to his old his old hometown he's just kind of going through like what happened in his head more than like yeah like all the emotions that he had dealt with that's very interesting i didn't catch that yeah and i think this is like how the movie decides to bring up his trauma or give like little hints of like what lee has been to through you know i kind of like how they uh they continue that beginning scene throughout kind of the whole movie so the that fishing trip continues and then Lee gets home to his wife and he has two kids. His wife is sick. Um, or he has three kids, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was a new, it was one newborn and two, like, I think a five-year-old or seven-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And so he's just kind of drinking and his wife is sick and he's just trying to be playful. He's being risky. Uh, frisky, he's trying to get frisky, I mean. And then he, he find out, we find out that, like, oh, yeah, I had, like, eight, nine beers or something. Yeah. And then his wife's like, she's like, what? Oh, no, he's like, what? I'm cutting it down. And that's like nine beers in a span of like seven hours, he says, right? Yeah. Which is, you know. But. Yeah, that makes, I mean, that's still, that's a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, and I think one of the things that we haven't mentioned is that this movie does deal a lot with substance abuse and how it affects your family's life and your life. And uh, even before the tragic thing that happens to Lee, uh, the movie tells us that he's had an issue with substance abuse. Um, so yeah, we, uh, 
Lee's talking on the phone to the school principal, and as I said, we find out that he's at hockey practice, and he didn't even know he was on the hockey team. So we mm. see just how much he's been out of his nephew's life, you know. Yeah. And uh, after they get off the phone, the principal tells an assistant that Joe was in the hospital again because Lee doesn't tell the principal that he's died. So then he, the principal and the assistant are talking, and then uh, the assistant tells the prince. Uh, principal tells the assistant that it was Lee, and then like joe's brother and then they're like oh you know yeah, like yeah. that leak basically yes. kind of like alluding that he did something yeah. okay you know what now that you said that that now makes sense because like there was another scene in the movie where they're like oh lee yeah yeah that lee yeah and, it, it, and it's in like um it's a, um also that uh the principal was like uh only lee comes up comes to pick up uh Joel's son whenever uh when he's in the hospital, hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. says that so like yeah, well yeah when they get to the hockey practice yeah yeah the oh thing, that's when they say it yeah or he only comes around when he's in the hospital yeah and, mm-hmm. I, and i do think this is uh where the movie starts hinting that in his hometown lee is infamous right like like people like talk I thought he was famous. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I thought he was known I for honest, something. Well, that's I, the thing because I thought really he was com- known for something like. No, you're cool. right because yeah. when I when I thought of it, I thought of it as like, oh, like he's probably like it was like a famous hockey player or yeah. something. Because like he was oh, good yeah. at he was good at some sport or something yeah, like that. So when, yeah. but then I never thought about it till you said it right now. Like yeah. wait, that like that makes sense. So when I was thinking about it, I was just like, oh okay, they're probably thinking like, oh this dude's like the fucking yeah, yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. champ in training over here, fucking <laughs> you know fucking made it into the big leagues and retired because of some crazy shit. But uh, you know, obviously we get to the part where you know. They pull him. The, I mean, I think the nephew is getting in trouble because he's, uh, he's getting into a fight yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with his own team. Yeah. <laughs> Confrontation. Uh, and so, yeah, Patrick's teammates and his coach are kind of talking about Lee. This is mm-hmm. where they're also kind of talking about him. And then um, everyone seems to know, but they don't want to talk about it or they don't mention it. So there, there's there's a thing that I want to point out that um that the director decided to do rather than like having a close up and like hearing to what he's saying to like oh people can hear what they're saying you you don't hear that and that and that goes into like that realism of like you know like when something like that happened like yeah when something happens and you're on the outside looking in you don't always get the, the whole oh, you find the whole story right yeah, away yeah <laughs> so so I, I i love that like that art like that way of like recording i thought it was yeah. really nice yeah, so then uh, I think the the hockey coach goes up to to them as he finds out that he's, he's died, and then his teammates kind of go up to him. They talk, they give him the their condolences, you know. And he's asking Patrick if he wants to see his father's corpse, and he says like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm getting too far ahead of myself." Um, so yeah, they decide to go. Like uh, Lee, Patrick leaves practice, and they're in Lee's car. And then this is where he asks him if he wants to see his father's corpse, and he says, "Let's go." But I think he misinterprets it as like, oh, let's like, let's yeah. just leave. But Patrick's well, like walking out and he like, Lee tries to drive off and he like gets so scared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, He's like, like, I thought you like, meant let's go, like, let's go, you know? <laughs> this but, is out- I'm sorry, this is outside of the hospital already. It's like yeah. a funny yeah. little, so, so, little... Wait, so they're not outside the hospital and it was just like, a, it was like he was saying, do you want to see your dad's body or do you want to go home? I understand if you want to go home. And he was just like, and then uh, Patty was just like, uh, he says, just let's go. Yeah, and let's, then, let's go then. And then like, so then like Patty opens the door and as he's opening the door, Lee uh, puts, uh, you know, he, he puts, puts it in press drive, on a, yeah. like, he pressed on the gas 
And then uh, Lee's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He was like, I thought we were going to go see the body. No, you said you wanted to go. <laughs> no, I was saying, let's go as in, let's go see the body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and fuck, I don't want you to die. Like, and he yeah, was just he's like, like, I'm sorry, but I'm just like scared. That's what he said, you know? Yeah, and I think the movie does two different things with this scene. I think one, it shows the issue that this family has with anger management. Because, um, and how like it, it, it has been like moved to Patrick. And two, how uh, Lee feels inadequate to take care of Patrick and his worry of harming him. Yeah, yeah, it w yeah. That I can't, I can't wait. I know the the minute mark. It's one minute and six. It's one hour and six minutes in the movie where it gets very like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And letting you an hour, and, hour like it's hour and six minutes or hour and five minutes where you're like, shit. But we'll, 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 when we get there, it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say beautiful, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a good it's a it's an amazing scene. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Patrick and Lee they end up going to the morgue, and Patrick he gets a peek of his father, and he has to step out. He's like, I can't do this. He yeah. doesn't really like emotionally lash out, but he's just trying to avoid it. Which yeah, yeah. No, like he he like so like they go down to they go down to the morgue, and he walks in, and then like this the minute he sees his brother, he's like, Yep, I'm good. Yeah. And then yeah. he just walks out. Like, like, not even the minute, the second he sees it, he's like, yep, I'm good. And he just walks out. Um, So the next scene, we have Patrick inviting his friends over. Two guys and a girl who we find out is the girlfriend or one of his girlfriends, Ellie. <laughs> hey. And, and so he's remin they're reminiscing about his father. Everybody seems to really like Joe. And like throughout the movie, we have other instances of people saying like, Joe was such a nice guy. You know, everybody loved him. Mm hmm. And so Lee's in, just in the dining room eating by himself and drinking beer. He overhears him in the like living room. And Patrick asks uh, Lee if his girlfriend can sleep over. And then he's like, does your dad let you or did your dad let you? And, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, then you, you don't have to ask me, you know. Yeah. But he still feels obligated to ask him because that's still his uncle. And then, and yeah. then, and then like obviously a little common relief. They were like, we're protection. No, no, no. And then he, he was just, just gets like, in the ears, like, yeah. and he was like, oh, I, "Well, I don't know if your dad talked about it." And yeah. he was just like, "Oh, well, like, there was just, it was like awkward as fuck, but it was pretty funny." <laughs> yeah, and I think there's another instance where Lee he f finds himself like not having the tools to take care of Patrick, right? Yeah. yeah, as like it's one of his like major obstacles in this movie, like. Is he the right person to take care of Patrick, or should someone else do it? I feel like he he was the perfect one, and then I feel like he did it so that way he had somebody with him. Yeah, I ooh, I can't wait to tell you what I think about them. This movie at the very end, <laughs> it's very like yeah, and controversial. Do, Not yeah. controversial. It's just very um, it's like life doesn't wait. Basically, yeah. that's the whole premise of this movie. And I, I do want to ask this question, right? Because uh, we did skip over it a little bit, but um, Joe, the brother, uh, doesn't give Lee a warning that he was going to be... No, no, it hasn't got to that part yet. Well, no, they... That it, when he goes to the, to the, to the lawyer. Yeah. It's the next scene, actually. Yeah, but he doesn't know that he was going to be the guardian, right? Uh, right, it's in the will. He's yeah, like, yeah. Why does Joe do this? Why does he, without a warning, make Lee the guardian of Patrick? I think, and I don't want to explain too much, mm -hmm. but we'll, we could get into it a little more. But the way I see it is that Joe wants to bring Lee out of this depression. Uh, Joe knew that his mortality was going to happen soon. And he's like, I'm going to put this into effect now because even though I die, I want Lee to try to come out of that 
like depression that he's in and I, i'm just realizing it right now it's like lee makes lee patrick makes lee drive him everywhere you know yeah. and he makes him get out of his comfort zone and we'll talk about more other I, things I, I think i like it from what i know from the movie i think i'm gonna be very vague that joe uh even though with his past he knows that he was still a good dad like he knew he would have been a good dad it was just one mistake that you know um put him in the position that he is mm-hmm. you know and he, he had faith in his brother because like obviously you know that scene when it goes back to with his three kids he was a, he was a good father mm-hmm. he was yeah. sweet to his kids and he was playing with them and he knew that he was a good father because i'm pretty sure like sure yeah. joe saw him treating his kids well yeah. And, you know, he would have done the same thing for his, you know, for his brother. And I, and I do want to ask this question. If he sees the goodness on his brother Lee, right? What is the difference between Lee and Joe's wife? Elise, right? Because we later know or like find out that both Elise and Lee were not both perfect, right? Lee to Lee to Lee. <laughs> <laughs> they both had like substance abuse problems. They both like had their the anger man and anger management issues there's this, or narcissistic tendencies there's this scene where like uh we find out that patrick doesn't know where his mother has been and then there's a flashback where lee joe and patrick are mm-hmm. they're getting home and we see patrick's mom naked and passed out on the couch yeah 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 so, so what did joe see on lee that he didn't see in elise that's the question i'm trying to get at i think because i think because because I think Brian said it earlier. Mm-hmm. Patrick is a better fit to be with uh, Patty Lee. than than uh, uh, sorry. Uh, Patrick is a better person to be fit with Lee than he will be with his mother. Because I'm like, if he if um should, should I just say it or what happened to the mother or well you mean what happens later or yeah 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 you can say it. I mean. His, her she turns to uh, to faith of God and became a different people person mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure she uh, like you know Joe knows his son and I'm pretty sure he rather has someone who's similar like Joel than his wife which is nothing like Joe because I mean Joe was drinking like that same scene they just came back for having fun and drinking with their son and I I think he would rather have his brother take care of his kid because that's like something close to his dad mm-hmm. someone like because like Joe was there and taking care, like like you said in the beginning of the movie. It's like who do you trust more, me or your dad? Mm-hmm. If there was a more of a of a bond between him, him and a Patty than uh, Patty than his mom. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I saw that in the movie. Like he had a bigger bond, even though like after like the whole loop thing, it was more of a. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a rough question, right? Because uh, we can get into like uh, misogynistic like tendencies, right? Uh, like, uh, or maybe because she's a woman, she didn't he didn't just trust her as much, which I don't think it's the case, right? I, I think I don't think it was because of that. I mean, obviously, she was problematic. She but no, what, but she wouldn't she wouldn't be able to hit, handle mm-hmm. scenarios where she had to take care of this kid. But yeah. uh, um. Joe had, I mean, Joe's problematic to it. And like, he, like, and people, so was Lee. Yeah. Not Joe, sorry, sorry. I meant Lee. Lee. Lee's problematic. And then he, they, he knew he was a drunk. He knew his brother was depressed. So why would he put someone who's depressed and a drunk versus someone who had a change of heart and because became. Because he takes care of the responsibilities. Look <laughs> at his job. He's, he, he'll take care of 
whatever that he needs to do. Let me, let me call him. up. Let me call up Casey after <laughs> real quick. I, I, think I got his number. If I may share my opinion on this, I think the difference is that no matter what. Um, the substance abuse was between Lee and Elise. Lee would always put his family first, right? Yeah. When he would like, he would come home hammered or whatever. Think, think about would... this. When Joe was in the hospital, who was the first one to leave the room? Elise. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's a part Are of her narcissistic problem. One, one of those things is that no matter how bad the situation is, you shouldn't abandon the person that you love. Okay. Yeah. I but, just want to say I agree with you because I think Lee is a better fit. But he, the question was, but still, they both have their issue. I have just I have, like why? Because she changed. She changed, and he, he did she though? <laughs> she did. No, she, she did. She changed. She but, changed, but she couldn't. She couldn't. She couldn't handle the pressure. But 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 she couldn't handle the pressure. I have a I have a follow up question to Beto's question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Elise turned to drinking hard because Joe was in that situation, or do you guys think she was already an alcoholic? She was already. I think she was already an alcoholic. I think she probably Wait, what was just the question. Made it worse. Wait, say that again. Uh, was Elise already an alcoholic, or did she become an alcoholic after finding out about Joe's uh heart failure? Lee or um Elise. Uh, like Elise. After, Elise, Elise, the wife. Like after she found out Elise, I keep hearing Lee, Lee, yeah, Elise, Elise. What? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know because there was only like one or two scenes that it shows that she was an alcoholic. Just the one. Yeah, and then like the, every scene when it shows Lee, oh, e e, he was drinking and he talks about oh we had this many beers. So it's like you like you can't compare like one scene versus so like a like, bunch of scenes. scenes. Yeah, and then yeah. that's why I'm like ah you know. I, I, I can't say like why she's turned an alcoholic, but I can just assume she's been problematic from the start. I wouldn't say an alcoholic, just problematic. Right. Okay. And then so uh, after that flashback, we find out that Patrick has actually been emailing his mother because she reached out to him via email. So he probably does know where she's at, but Lee doesn't know. Um, so the next morning, Lee's making arrangements for his brother's body. And then Patrick and the girl... They come down for breakfast, you know, and then the girls, the girls eating breakfast next to him. And he's like talking about the body. And then she tells them, you really shouldn't be talking to, that to shit, about that. In front that of shit Lee, got me so bad. That shit pissed me yeah. off. Or it's like he was already there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys showed up after. And not even that, but it's like, I don't think she understand the weight of the situation where it's like he's trying to like figure all these things out too it's like yeah. it's like like, you. like 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 it's like beto said like he was sitting there he called he was awake before and then like you're over here like you're gonna really talk about this in front of patrick it's like and i was just like oh dude you oh to, dude to be fair she RKO, was look, rko her ass she was looking out for patrick should have paused the fucking phone and be like just to let you know you're the second bitch yeah <laughs> that's the reason you're getting cheated on oh wait we're <laughs> skipping ahead boys we're skipping ahead um <laughs> And then in the following scene, we see his uh, Patrick. I don't even when I was watching the movie and re writing my notes, I kept confusing the fucking names, Patrick and Lee. It's just, <laughs> but uh, so Patrick's hockey coach is telling him, like, you know, take a couple of days off from practice and um, just get your mind off of things. And I think this is the first time we see a scene of somebody trying to be relatable and personable to Patrick after his father has died. Too. Yeah. Up until this point, we haven't seen Lee really just like console him in a way like hey are you okay you know like where's your mind at and stuff like that and then yeah. as, and then we were talking about we get to the scene where lee and patrick are driving to get his father's will read 
And uh, as Beto was saying earlier, this is where we find out that Joe had put into place for Lee to be Patrick's guardian in the event that he dies. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, what do you mean? You know, like he like this can't be it. And the person who's reading him the well would be like, I can't like I, I, I know I'm like a lawyer or whatever, but like I can't believe he wouldn't pass this by you. Like, I can't believe yeah. you didn't know anything. Like he, he even said, like Joe being the responsible and like organized person that he was like, I can't believe like he would overpass that detail. Uh, the, the, the reason why I think he didn't do that, because I, I felt like if he would have told Joe, I mean, sorry, Lee, Lee would have definitely like gone to the lawyer like, no, like, no, because I'm pretty sure he probably told the lawyer like, no, he has like, like, I got his permission or whatever. How, I don't know lied, how it works. Yeah. yeah, he lied about like, yeah, I got his permission. But like, he knew that Joe, what I mean, sorry, Lee would have said no, but he did it anyways and said he said yes. And that's what I felt like was going to happen. And that's the reason why he did it. And that's prior from the knowledge I knew. Um, I agree. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's more than I likely mean, what happened. Yeah. Uh, he also finds out that the, the house and the boat are going to be his as well. And that he's providing money for him to move and even setting some money aside so he can have like an income while he finds a job. And, and then like he also has money for his kid after he turns 18. Cause I uh, think up the, until he turns 18. Yeah, because yeah. I think the house and the boats transfer over to him. To, yeah, to Patrick. To, to Patrick. So like he had like everything planned out ready for uh for Lee and Patrick to this make is, sure. This is where we have a very interesting, I think the most interesting scene in the movie. Uh and it's crazy because it it jumps back and forth from him being read the will to this flashback scene that we're gonna get into. And so we have this scene of Lee and his buddies. They're drinking and being loud late at night. And then Randy, his wife, comes down and tells him to, like, shut up. You know, my kids are asleep. It's 2 a.m. And then they, they keep fucking around. And then she says, like, I'm serious, you know, like, and tells him to, like, leave. It's, like, 2 a.m. And uh, Lee's already drunk. But, you know, he like, I want some more brew. But I'm fucked up. So I'm just going to walk. To the liquor store which he later so, said is so, like 20 minutes there and 20 minutes back no so no so how that scene happened was he was his friend the homies and then they were getting fucked up and that's what randy comes down and is like i'm not gonna do the dirty if you keep doing this <laughs> and then so well, she was she was being disrespected in her own house no 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 that, that's not even important that, i think she is within reason to be upset though yeah she had every reason she's a mom no no wait 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 wait. so so, so then it cuts to him walking back home right it cuts to him walking back home and then you see like you see here the footstep and it gets faster and faster and faster and he goes to his house and it's burnt down. It's burning well, down. Well, he hears he hears the sirens first, and he's just kind of like, "That sounds like really close." And then like, that's when we see the scene of this uh the firefighters, and then the the house burning the down. house is burning down, and we see Randy like completely, like she has lost her mind because I it, mean before before you guys get into that, I mean, <clears throat> you guys you guys are kind of missing a little bit of like the feud between. Lee and of course his his wife at the time, yeah. You know, the even then like yeah, obviously the fucking, you know, obviously poorly his fucking kids die. Obviously, that's what it's his situation. But you got to look at it this way: of you know how the, all this feels like a conflict to why him and his wife don't talk anymore. Yeah, and you know pushing into the directory of like oh yeah his kids die you know there's a lot more than before that 
<laughs> you know, he he was obviously just trying to be with his mate, just trying to be like, oh, cool, like, you know, I'm comfortable, and, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm here with my wife, like, you know, the kids are sleeping upstairs, you know, even though I'm making a little bit of too much noise over here, you know, everything's all good. Yeah, I and, mean, it seems like a regular Friday, Saturday night, right? You're I, like, I, I honestly didn't see the issue in that because the movie never really touched up on that, like that small scene in particular. It was what came after that was the breaking point of well, everything. But else. you got to review it relationship wise. You know, relationship wise can can lead to, you know, obviously he's he's viewing it in one way. Obviously, her she's like, dude, like, you're not a kid anymore. You yeah. know, we have we have kids upstairs, you know, we don't we she doesn't want no, that, that same cycle of him the, the reason, drinking over the, and over again. The reason why that's not the issue, because literally when they left, they were making jokes and they kiss each other. And literally after that scene, then that scene cuts to him walking yeah, because she wants him. She wants to enjoy the time with her. Yeah, I. I don't think that was the issue because, like I said, well, she wants him to enjoy the. It's kind of like a. It goes back to that scene where they come back home from the fishing trip, and we see kind of how Randy is, and she's kind of like a fuck you, but like in like, is, but, the, but is she's supposed to portray like a, a woman from Boston. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That no, that's literally the Boston. That's the Boston, like the Boston manner. That's the band. Uh, the but the like the Boston like that's how they act. They act yeah. very. Yeah. So like, I I can kind of see what he was trying to say. Like like, like, like she like yeah she's being serious, but like that's just also like you know like get the fuck out of. She's telling his friend like get the fuck out of here. You know like that's, that's how, how they, they act are. in Boston. But yeah. I I I I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, but, but afterwards she's like really serious. Well, I mean, yeah, cause she's bad. You know, she it's two a.m. Again, Lee's friend disrespected disrespected her. But if you notice that uh, um, Lee, okay, so Lee and Patty, Chan, uh, Lee, Patty, and then Randy all act the same, cause that like that's literally like the Boston like thing, like th that one scene when he's walking down the street and you're like, and he was like, oh, you know how to take care of your kids. I know that I know that's a little bit out there. Yeah. But but like literally people in Boston will like, open their mouth and say something like tell you how it is, and they don't care. And and just to, just for the note, we're not. Uh, yeah, internalizing yeah, like yeah. stereotypes against against people from Boston, but it has been Look, well documented. I've I've <laughs> never been to Boston. I I've don't, been I plenty of times. And I haven't met anyone from Boston, but I think you know what? The, just forget about it. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, <laughs> First I think, of all, that's Italian, Ryan. But yeah, I think where we're Italian I think where we're trying to get at it is that this was just like any other night, right? Uh, Patty them, and yeah. yeah, Patty and Lee both talk about it like it has happened before, right? This is something that I've been through, but as we later find out, something in the night makes this night change all of their lives for the worst, right? Lee walks back from the liquor stores and, and finds his house in fire. Randy uh, is fucking losing her mind, and yes. I remember they were saying uh, on the like another uh, director interview, they were saying like. They weren't looking forward to that scene because it's like like the way that she was acting it's like after they finished shooting that scene like it was like dead silence because yeah. like you look at what she was reacting and responding to and it's such like a, a dark subject matter yeah and it was just like hard for them to like they just wanted to get it over with and the way she yeah. acted that scene was really well because like in context to what people are like you trying to make people understand it's like have you ever seen behind the scene and they do like a final scene and everyone's like, 
yeah, we did it. High five. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's like cheering. Like, yeah, we finally did the scene. But this scene was just very like, yeah, you know, like. And uh, so, yeah, the house is on fire or, it, you know, it burns down through the night. We find out that Randy tried to go back in to save the, ch the children. But we also find out that once she found out that there was a fire, uh, I guess <coughs> she tried to go and save the kids, but she passed out from the smoke. And the, the the firefighters were only able to save her because the furnace like was about to explode. Yeah. And it's the morning after, and we see Lee just kind of holding his. He's still holding the beer this whole time. He he doesn't he doesn't really know how to respond. He's just kind of like in shock, you know. And then the morning after, they're they're putting Randy away. They're taking her to the uh, to the hospital. They have her strapped down because you know she's fucking having a anxiety she's panic attack. Mental. <laughs> and she's destroyed. And it's so funny, you know, when they're trying to put her in the the back of the ambulance, that was that wasn't scripted. They actually did have. Oh, they, they actually struggled. did struggle trying to put her up. Um, and then you see the firefighters bring out the little body bag, which is just yeah. like yeah, oh, that, 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 that dude, scene. That so, that's when he drops his beard. Yeah, so, so, his, so. His, his brother Joe's next to him, and then he he puts the beard down, and he just kind of he puts his hands on his knees, and he puts he like shrinks you know yeah. he's just like fuck Shrivels so it, for you people who like small little body bags obviously oh my god what i was saying his kids burned alive yeah. they're crisp <laughs> <laughs> damn bro you're canceled you don't have to put it like that dude <laughs> i just want to make sure people understand because when you see the scene you're gonna be like oh. it's, like, it's like an edge of a pancake so yeah the kids <laughs> die right <laughs> uh, um so I, I found out doing research that the reason that they bring him out in separate body bags is just to show respect for the body. That's yeah. supposed to just dumping Wait, them it, in one. Is that is like a real thing? Yeah. Like, oh shit, that's crazy. That's why they didn't. I mean, obviously they're children. They didn't just throw them into one body bag. They do it out of respect. Yeah. Oh, because they don't fit in the sides of body bags. Yeah. So, oh, okay, okay. Just make small ones, idiots. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So um, and now we get to like the infamous scene where he's getting interrogated and he's telling them about their night. He was like. Yeah. Uh, we went out to go drink. Then we went back to my house. There was some coke. And the police officers are just kind of like, they're being very understanding. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, I think they were like the only understanding people in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> and the brother Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and George too as well. I forgot how they say it, but... By the way, I want to say George... Is literally the Raymond in this movie. I love George. Yeah, I, that's all I'm saying. Are we gonna, are, are, are yes. we gonna make that like a, a topic? Yeah, yeah, like we find the we, Raymond of the movie. <laughs> yes, we always have to find one, and that is him right there. He is the Raymond of the fucking movie. Homeboy came through in every fucking second. Bro. Yes. And if you're, if this is the first episode you're listening to us, go and check out that Everything Everywhere All at Once episode, and you'll get the reference. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're interrogating him, and then they basically say like, "Well, we're, we've asked you everything, all we really need. Well, if we have any more questions, we'll get back to you." Well, they used the the lie detector on him, didn't they? No, 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 no. They just they oh, just no, no, they they. I they think did. they do, but off screen, they don't show it. Yeah, oh, they, okay, they okay. just say, and they're like, "Well, everything like checks out," and then and obviously he's like, "So, so he's Is like, I'm, he's like, I'm free to go," and then he's like, "You know how many people went out last night and made a mistake?" And then he's like, mm -hmm. it, uh, "You don't." He's like, it's not a mistake. Oh, no, it's not a crime to make a mistake. Yeah. And also, oh, I forgot, we forgot to mention. Uh, so basically what had happened, he explains that he wanted to go get some more beer. And he couldn't turn on the hair, uh, the heater, because it, it dries up the sinuses of, of Randy. Yeah, and so he gets a headache and all that stuff. So he turns on the furnace. 
but as he's walking to get the beer halfway he realizes like shit that i put on the screen cover but it's such no, a... he, he he turns the furnace on and then he puts wood in a fireplace. Oh, no. Yeah. But like, you know, like he put a screen. You're supposed to put a screen. Whenever so the you're fire of wood, there's yeah. just like screen. No, I, I know what I'm talking about, yeah. but he, he turns both of them on. And that's when like halfway there. He was like, fuck that. I put on the screen. Yeah. And then he was like, and he was like, no, I should be fine. And, you know, like, you know, like you said earlier, it's like 20 minutes to walk there, 20 minutes to walk back. Yeah, so it's 40, min yeah, 40 minutes in total. And then he was just like. He was just like, and I was just walking back home, and then basically, you know, the house is on fire, and then yeah. Bro, you know. more of this movie is like, I'm gonna for sure gonna have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have one like right here, one in my Dude. room. Like, I'm gonna but have yeah. to fucking bombard this place. <laughs> yeah. And to bring back things a little bit, we go back to the police station, right? And Lee, oh, yeah. Lee is like, oh, that's it. I just get to be free after like. Well, he thinks he, like, killed his three kids, right? Uh, and they're walking him out. And then what happens, Milo? So oh, he's walking man. out. He looks like shit, first of all. I mean, he's been mm -hmm. up the whole night. And a police officer walks by. And he reaches into the officer's holster. He pulls out the gun, puts it to his head. And he tries to pull the trigger, but the safety's on. Mm -hmm. And then as this happens, all the police officers around them, they all yell gun. And they try to bring him down, you know. Like, no, no, no. Like, stop it. And then they basically... They bring him down to the ground and then they take the gun away from him. I think yeah. this is like this. This is when you realize it. I think the fact that they tell him, like, you're free to go, like, like you didn't do anything wrong. I, I, he's I, like, that's when you realize, like, the severity of what I, he did or I, what happened. I, I talked to Beto about this where I was saying how, like, he wanted to be punished. Like, yeah. he knew he didn't deserve to be free to go. He felt like he felt like something should have happened to him. And then this goes all back to the whole, like, self-sabotage and, like, like, inflicting pain on yeah. himself. Like in the bar where like he like tries to pick a fight and then like or like when a woman wants to talk to him, he like ignores him or just becomes an asshole because it goes back to like he knew that he fucked up and that he doesn't deserve to be a man, a free man walking. And that's what he thinks, right? Like he, he blames the death of his kids on himself. Yeah. And he doesn't feel like he should have gotten off so easily. And by him trying to kill himself, I think we realize like, oh, this is why he's been doing all these things throughout the movie to punish himself. He drinks himself to death. He uh, lives in a shitty basement. There's he a there's a scene. Um, I know it's it's mentioned in another flashback, but it's, I think this is a perfect time to put it. Uh, we find out after all this has happened, Lee is living with Joe. Mm -hmm. And as he's about to, he's going to move into like a hotel for a while. He basically tells him like, I want you to call me when you get to the hotel. Yeah. If, if if you don't call me, I'm going to call the police. Yeah. Because he's scared that he is going to kill himself still. And, yeah. and, and I think Joe knew Lee more than anyone else, right? And Joe knew that Lee loved his children. Yeah, he know? thought that he didn't deserve to live, right? Lee, after this incident gave up on himself even when joe didn't yeah right and i think this answers our answers a question why did joe pick lee over elise is because taking care of patrick gives lee that second chance to believe in, in himself believe that uh he deserves a life worth living right and i think this movie is about that question does lee deserve to have a happy life I saw a lot of different things, and one <laughs> of the one of the things was this is about a, a like the movies is kind of. Well, I'll, I'll get to that at the very end. 
yeah, yeah. that's more of like a thing I say at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, Lee finds out, you know, we go through this whole flashback and he's telling Patrick about how he's become the trustee. He's in charge of all of his finances. He tells him that he's going to get, he's going to sell the boat because it's too much money and he needs a new motor and all this stuff. And then as we mentioned earlier that somebody tells them because he's yelling at Patrick and he's like, damn, you're a real good parent. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because you find out that that's actually the director of the movie. Oh, oh really? He I gave himself a cameo. <laughs> and um, he said he did it from a from an actual experience. Like he was yelling at his daughter or something in public and somebody told him like, that's how you parent, you know? So yeah. funny little tidbit. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and uh, obviously, you know, Lee fucking gets fucking... Like, who, who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets on his face and then Patty tried to like Calm him down. You know, and then which he finally like, you know, like this. And then so that we move on. Uh, so, yeah, they go check on the boat and they find out that it needs a new motor, according to George. And Lee tells them that he's taking Patrick back to Boston because he's not going to make the commute back and forth. Yeah. And George offers them to like, oh, I keep him on weekends because Lee's kind of being like, oh, you could take him in. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you're you have two kids, but you could take care of him. And then. Patty's like, why are you doing that? He, he, they have two kids, you know, like, why yeah, are you trying yeah, to push yeah. me onto them? Um, so, yeah, Lee's just trying to find out. And then Patrick says, like, I could go live with my mom. I've been yeah. in, co- or like, he's like, I've been in contact with her at least. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of find out Joe has, the, oh, Joe can't be buried because the ground is frozen solid. Yeah. yeah. So they have to wait until the spring or they have to use a, a steam shovel but apparently they can't do it because it's on historical ground it's on historical ground and people don't want other other people with dead relatives don't want that around them yeah mm-hmm. and then so um and then uh and after that uh patty was complaining how like he doesn't um he doesn't like knowing that his brother's uh sorry his dad is frozen in a basement and then uh and then they're like arguing like where's the car and then they, yeah, they, they, and then, and then they, they go back to like I don't, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want him. Um, I don't want to be in the fridge, and he's just telling him like, I don't either. I don't like the idea, but there's nothing we could do. I think, yeah. I think that seems so funny because uh, it is, it, it, it does cut the seriousness with like that comedy because they're like, like where's the damn car? They're just yeah, walking yeah, back yeah. and forth, and they're trying to look for the car. They finally find it, and, and um, they- I wanna, I wanna, um, I think we skipped over something that was really important after after they show uh, um. Lee's tragic history and why he hates going back in that city and why like we talk about people he scared people know his past um the the cinematography with like the birds in the sky and the showing the ocean and the score in the background they do was, that a lot they they did a phenomenal job there they like they did an amazing job of showing like the seriousness of that whole scene of like <laughs> this is not just something all oh, it happened and we're gonna move on to the next scene it was like all oh, this happened and we're gonna show you the weight of the scene how it feels like that scene where like they were showing everything was like the emptiness coldness and it was just that sad music in the background is what like lee internally is feeling like that that is lee how he feels just want to go back to that because that was a really good thing that i feel like should get a lot of credit for that's a really good point chris uh so they're driving back home or they're during they get in the car and then we find out that lee has that patrick has two girlfriends and that he needs to be driven to band practice because my in, man is an animal. He's in a band with one of them. You know? Absolutely mental. His dad just died. mental. But he has one thing in mind. <laughs> and Pussy. It's, it's so funny because uh, 
So Patrick goes to pick him up from band practice and the girl's mom asks, asks him to come up for a beer. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to invite him over for dinner and he hesitates and he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll just come, come back later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot about this part because like you see the car drive away and then later you see him just drive back like hours later. <laughs> and then uh, meanwhile, Lee's just the, the reason Lee hasn't come down yet is because he's trying to he's trying to fuck his girlfriend, you know, or yeah, his girlfriend. <laughs> what, what, was it not a different night? No, no, this was the same yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, and then no, 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 because so he um, doesn't go in. No, 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 no. So, so what happened was he so he rejected and finally picks him up, and then when when he picks him up, he's oh yeah, no, you're right, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. He's he's, ta- uh, the Patty, mom interrupts him. No, no, Patty's talking to him and he's saying, "Hey, like she really likes you." She really thinks you're cute. No, no, that's, that. a, that's the second part. That's the next yeah, no, time. No, no, but the, the, the scene when they're trying to like have sex is when the second time it happens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, so like it happens again and he comes back. And then, so he finally takes the offer to go in and man was dead silent. Like he yeah. did not want to talk about anything. Oh, dude, it was so awkward. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, so they're trying to have like, you know, which I felt a little weird. They were trying showing, you know, like, because like she's like the super talkative. Like she wants to like continue. Like she's trying to. You know, burst this bubble, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I do wonder why they decided to show this, right? And I think it is to show that Lee still doesn't believe that he should be, a, like, happy in life. Yeah. Like, there's clearly a woman that is really into him, you know? And he still feels like he should be punished by the mistakes that he's made. By the hands of God. <laughs> and so, yeah, after they get back home, Randy calls... To oh. offer her condolences. And then Lee's kind of just like, oh, fuck, you know. He, like, uh, he's just kind of pacing around. He's like, as she's talking to him. And then she she asks him if he could go to the service for Joe. Yeah. She says it's fine. She asks him how he is. And then she drops a bomb on him. She tells him that she's pregnant. And yeah. then he's just like, fuck. Like, he's noticeably upset, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he's just trying to get the conversation going, going. And then, like, he just kind of, like, cuts it. Like, okay, bye. I got to go. Um, so then we have the church service and you see Randy in her new manner there. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it, I think this is probably the first time in a while that they've seen each other. By the way, Karen cut nerd. She starts dating a nerd. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell, bro. Get out of here. Lost your kids. Got a shitty haircut. Got a nerd boyfriend. Take the fucking hell. <laughs> Take the fucking hell, bro. And, uh. Yeah, so there's this awkward confrontation between Randy and her new man, Lee, because obviously this new man know what happened, you know? Yeah. And then they go back to George's house. And I think this part's fucking hilarious because George goes up to Lee because he's kind of by himself. And then he asks him if he's eaten. And he's like, no, I'm not really hungry. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to get you a plate. And he's, yeah. like, he's just, there's this kind of like um, interaction between him and his wife just yelling at each other. Yeah. And between like, like in a loud house house saying like, can you serve me a plate? And she's yeah. like, what? Uh, Lee wants to eat. And he's like, no, never mind. It's okay. Okay, I'll bring it right now. Yeah. It's just fucking hilarious. I, I, I do think one of the movies that, one of the things this movie does really well, because it is a very dark movie about a very dark subject. Yeah. It knows how to have a lot of uh, comedic relief, right? When like the movie gets to the darkest points, it like freshens you up with a nice little joke. And I think that works well. By the way, the whole L comment just a joke i'm happy to see patty doing better (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck man and um you know um as far as far as for that you know we're we're reaching uh to the more brighter side i guess 
we're looking and, on the on the other end of the bridge i think at this point you know and uh obviously you know lee's uh wife is i guess in a way has moved on in this scene mm-hmm. you know she's obviously getting her life she's got a kid she found someone and you know poorly you know obviously still feeling down in the gutter and shit but um you know they're going through these upgrades with uh with his nephew you know yeah. they're fixing the boat there he's 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 seen that he's really dedicated on getting that boat fixed or even yeah. keeping it you know he wants to keep it and i do want to ask this question like is the boat a metaphor for lee right hundred that's what i'm trying to say Set, right? yeah like it, it's something that needs some new motor or that needs a little work but at the end of the day it's not completely he wasn't lost. doing it at all. he's just he was just like i don't want to focus on it i don't want to take care of it yeah. i want to like and the more he sees his nephew being like dude like we could we could we could do something with this yeah. we could we could go out we could go have a drink and you know he's trying to relive that past life but mm-hmm. in a new in a new way yeah exactly <laughs> um so when they get home from the church service and the whole funeral memorial, um, Lee starts act- acting a little more like a guardian. <laughs> Patrick asks him if he could bring over his girlfriend and he's like, which one? And he's like, I forgot <laughs> her name. But he's like, no, I don't want you to. I don't like her. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Patrick just tells Lee he doesn't want to move to Boston and that uh, Lee Lee shouldn't care about where he lives. He's talking about the first girl, the girl who's being yeah, to yeah. the dinner t- uh, the dinner table or the a breakfast. <laughs> the- yeah, and then Lee, Lee's like, Lee basically says that Patrick shouldn't care about where he lives. He could be a janitor anywhere. And this is because, you know, Lee has a life there. He He's in a band. He has two girlfriends. He's on the hockey team. Like, technically speaking, it should be easier for Lee to move in back in than it is for Patrick to move out. And he yeah. does bring up this question, why doesn't Lee want to move back in, right? Is it because of his past? Is it because people know him? Is it because he doesn't want to fear what he has or like face what? He has done. Uh, I feel like it's going to be like a new life cycle. Yeah. That's going to be opening up. We see, and we already mentioned this, but we have the flashback of Lee leaving Joe's house after being there for some time. Mm-hmm. And then we said, like, he told them to check on him once he gets uh, back to a motel. And then it flashes back to Lee and Patrick back at Joe's house. And Patrick, I guess he's hungry or he's looking in the freezer and a bunch of meat falls down. And then he starts breaking down because he starts thinking of his father being frozen and you know and he just starts crying he kind of starts having a panic attack and uh patrick doesn't want to talk to lee he has his door locked and then he's like are you okay are you okay what's going on he's like just leave me alone and then lee kicks down the fucking door and you know lee's just doing the best that he can to console him he's mm-hmm. like i'm gonna just stay here until you calm down okay yeah. i think this is one of the first instances in which you see lee being an adequate guardian right i feel like he was always doing his best to take care of patrick no matter what just how he was with his own kids and i think this is one of the things that joe <clears throat> saw in lee and then we get another like so many flashbacks but we see lee moving into where he lives now with the job that he has um and then joe offers that offers him like let's go get some furniture he's like what do you mean it already has furniture He's like, get the fuck out of here. We're going to get you some real furniture. Yeah. Then he gets him like a couch, <laughs> a table, some chairs. He's yeah. kind of chilling there with little Patty. Yeah. And I think there's another instance where we see where Lee doesn't feel like he deserves anything. You know, he's um, more than glad to have this shitty furniture because he thinks that's all what he deserves. 
and Joe comes in and he's like, nah, like you deserve better than this, even though the mistakes that you've made. And it's something that Joe has seen through lead throughout the whole movie. It's like, yeah, you're going to fuck up, but like, don't, don't try to overextend it and make it seem like that's how your entire life is going to be. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like misery loves company. You know, like if you're going to make yourself feel bad, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, like if you're going to, if you're going to walk out the day with a negative fucking mindset, and bad shit's gonna, gonna happen. Bad shit's yeah. gonna happen. Sometimes. You're gonna have a bad time. I wanna be real with you guys. <laughs> I never have. I never had three kids die. <laughs> so it's kind of like that's true. <laughs> it's kind of like oof. Like you know, I like mean, I, I, I understand. You know, obviously, you know Lee's situation. It's a different situation. But, very I mean, his fault. <laughs> you know, opportunities and you know, obviously, situations like that will come, but you can't obviously let those those uh obstacles just I have, I have fuck you over i have something to add and we were kind of talking about it how like you know we see randy moved on but if you really look at it lee is 100 percent comfortable being miserable being remorseful regretting what happened and accepting the life that he lives meanwhile randy i think is trying to cover up all that with finding somebody having another child to replace that gap but later we find out that she's not over it, you know. Yeah. Yep. She she feels remorseful for the fact of what she told uh, Lee, that she still loves them, you know. But we'll get into that scene more. But to keep it going, uh, Lee tells Patrick that he can wait until school's out and that he can stay with George during the summer. And he's like, are you okay with that? And Patrick's like, do I have a, a choice in what happens? And he's like, no. Then he's like, why do you care what I think then? So we see Lee packing up his stuff at his you know at his place and he brings back to joe's house and he's just kind of pacing around in joe's room and he gets mad and i think he's looking out the window and he sees like you know he has to live with the fact that he has to be in the place that he wants to be least and he punches a fucking window yeah and then we oh god oh sorry. i was gonna say patrick's mom calls and then he hangs up because he's yeah. kind of like fuck that bitch <laughs> And Lee finds out that she wants them to come over and meet her fiance and have dinner with them because Patrick, she hey, emails, she emails Patrick saying like what all, happened. That, that fiance, I know it's just a movie, but he's a fucking weirdo nerd. <laughs> uh, so at this point, uh, Patty's like, like I could just stay with her then, and Patrick's like, look, you can go have dinner with her. But if if something's weird off, like you have to stop talking yeah. to her. Like 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 I'm I'm gonna see if she's okay, and then we'll see. Uh, the next morning, Pat uh, George is teaching Patrick to drive the boat, and he seems to be. At this point, I think Lee's kind of trying to be a good guardian by not uprooting Lee uh, Patrick, so he's trying to look for work around there. Yeah, he's asking people if they're hiring, and then he goes to the boatyard and he asks the guy like he knows that he's Joe's brother. And then, oh, do you have work? He's like, oh, come tomorrow. The guy's not, he's not here on the weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the, some lady comes and she's like, that's Joe's brother. I don't want him back here. Yeah. And I think this is Lee, like, genuinely trying to, like, make a change to do better for Patrick. And I think the scene that really cements this is when they sell uh, Joe's guns to buy a new motor. Yeah. Right. I think that is the perfect metaphor for... Uh, lee trying again because uh patrick comes in and sees lee looking at the guns right and he's like oh what are you gonna do shoot yourself with them 
He was like, who are you going to shoot first, me or you? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And, and then Lee is like, no, you know how much these are worth. We can buy a new motor for the boat uh, with this, right? And if we're willing to accept the fact that the boat is a metaphor for Lee, this is a turning point for Lee where he is willing to uh, sell what can eventually be an escape for him to build a new life. I think shows that Lee is genuinely trying to do what is best for Patrick. I think him selling the guns is a big signifier that Lee there on in the movie is going to make the decisions for what is best for Patrick. Yeah. And then uh, the next scene we have uh, Patrick tells Lee to stay for dinner at the band practice house because she likes him. I know we kind of talked about it earlier and that he's kind of a bad hang. And then she goes up. Meanwhile, they're trying to have sex. And she's like, they're kind of, she's like, I can't get, I can't get through to your uncle. You know, like, I don't know what to do. I can't talk to them. I can't do this. And then Patrick's like, oh, just talk about sports. Put on a game or something. Because he's just trying to get it in, you know. And then, <laughs> like, it's kind of funny because it, like, she goes back down there and it's still awkward. And, like, they hear noises upstairs. And then like, <laughs> the mom and the daughter, they're just kind of yelling at each other. Like, it, like. Oh, Patrick stepped on my dollhouse. He's like, that's your grandma's dollhouse. Be careful with that. And they have this little just yelling argument. Back and forth. He's like, and then Elon Evans is like, well, my toe's fine. So uh, if anybody fucking cared. And then, okay. So the next morning they are driving to Lee's mom's house. Lee's mom's house. And tensions are high. They're like on the wrong street. And Lee has a little like flip phone trying to find the direction. He's like, is it road or is it street? Because then he's like, Patrick's super nervous, you know. And so as Chris mentioned earlier, she found faith, she found God, she got, she remarried and he's kind of weird. And then even the mom's kind of making it a little weird. She's like, oh, you don't have to be nervous or like, we're not trying to convert you or anything. You know, yeah, just you can be, be you. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then the fiance is just kind of awkward. Like he's kind of a nerd. He, and was, then, he was a dick. He was a dick. To oh, he was a super pa dick, Patty. bro. Fuck yeah, that guy. Yeah, because we find out later that night, like he emails him saying like, look, it's going to be a long and challenging road to integrate you back into her life so maybe it's best if you just contact me from now on yeah just kind of trying to push him out you know yeah and he's I, like I, you ain't no christian boy <laughs> <laughs> and i think one of the reasons why he does this is another reason why joe didn't choose elise to be the guardian it was because we can see very clearly that the pressure of having a kid is one of the reasons that led elise to be an alcoholic right like the pressure of having Patrick in her house, even though she had because she couldn't handle it. Yeah. Even though she hadn't drank like in however long the moment that Patrick was in, she goes back to the kitchen and you hear the bottles clanking. She's like, but of I course, rest, so I rest my case. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's why he went to go check up on her. huh? Yeah. 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 Because the moment Patrick is in their vicinity, in their home. She goes to the kitchen and pours herself a nice little glass of wine or whatever it is, right? So I think Joe know that Joe knew that Elise wasn't fit to take care of Patrick, just how Lee was, you know. So by this point, Lee and Patrick they're back home. Lee's very upset, you know. He's just kind of like he's kind of mad at Lee, and this is where he sees the the rifles and he tries to make it up to him by selling them so they could get the new motor. And then he brings on his one of his girlfriends onto the boat. And then later he drops them off at their house where like there's no one there. And then the girl kind of makes like, oh, so who's like he mentions a name. 
which is the other girlfriend. He's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. But then he ends up having sex with her. And then he's just kind of like, this is Lee being the guardian. He's like, you know what? Like, he's mad at me. I'm going to try to make it up to him. As yeah. opposed to just like antagonizing him even more. <laughs> uh, and then we have another really interesting, well, a really powerful scene. Lee is just walking and he stumbles upon Randy and she's already had her baby. And Lee's kind of like, oh, this part's shit. sad. Yeah, yeah. So Randy wants to talk to him and she kind of tells him, like, I want to have lunch with you. And she starts crying. And this is where she starts apologizing. She's like, you know, my heart was broken after what happened. I'm sorry that I said all the things that I said that I did. Like, those were so horrible. And then I, she still loves him, you know? Yeah. And then she says, Lee says, like, there's nothing there. And like, he kind of. It's like a startup song of a Chapesh mode. Yeah. <laughs> he starts like kind of <laughs> crying too. And like we mentioned earlier, I don't re remember if he recorded it or if it was beforehand, but he was like, I can't beat it. You know, yeah. like he just can't beat it. The feeling he can't escape it because he's the one who like he's the one who basically caused it. Yeah. So it's like it's not as easy for he, him to he, move he, on. He says that to um, he to says Patrick. that to Patty. Yeah, I think mm. I, and I think this is an interesting scene because before this we're we see Lee actually making an effort to accommodate to Patrick's, uh, you know, circumstances. But when he when he faces uh, Randy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yes. that's when he realizes that he can't do this anymore, right? Like everything seemed well. They got a new engine for the motor. He was trying to look for a job, even though even though people didn't want him there. Uh, he was doing the rest with Patrick, but the moment he talked to Randy, he realized, damn, this is way too fucking and, and, much. And yeah, especially just being in his old hometown, the amount of times he would probably stumble upon her. Like, like yeah. I can't do this. This is too much. Yeah. And then, you know, this is the this is the only other time where we see him really get drunk after having a bad day from like the beginning part of the movie. And he goes straight to the bar and he's already drunk and someone bumps into him and the guy says, oh, I'm sorry. And he just immediately starts getting but, down yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, Danny Gush. turns around. Yeah. And he's like, and then they're just kind of like trying to either like other i guess the other guy's friends join but but guess who comes in fucking george marching let's go so we get george he's like hey what's going on you know they're like that's lee you know that's joe's brother like and then like they kind of stop and then he just starts it again and he gets his not he gets his ass knocked out yeah Oh, and then he, he wakes up at uh, George's house and like he's beat the fuck up, you know, yeah. and he starts crying. You know, this is the first time we see him cry. Like that's, he's like that's legit start crying, you know, he's like trying to pick, give them money. He's like, oh, I got to go get Lee or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I got to I got to go get Patrick. That's that, but that's the best part right there, man. Like, even though as sad as like, you know, the shit that he's going through, dad mode comes out. Yeah, well, I think the reason why he goes in dad mode. Is because he throughout the movie, he, throughout the movie, he has been using um, the fact that he had to do shit to cope with his um, grief, with his grief. Throughout just the forget movie. about it. Yeah, he's just trying to get busy so he doesn't have to think about it. Exactly. And the moment he can, when he has to be faced with Randy, we see that he regresses to his past actions. He yes, goes back to dude, substance yes. abuse. And he goes back to feeling like he deserves to get the beach, the shit living, beat living, the shit, the shit beat out of him. <laughs> there you go. Hey. 
<laughs> and so yeah, after after he, you know, George and his wife, you know, they kind of take care of him. They mend his wounds. I think he goes to pick up Lee or Patrick, or they meet up back at home. And Patrick sees that he's beat up, you know, and he like Lee drops his keys and he like struggles to bend down because he's in a lot of pain. He doesn't tell uh, Patrick anything. He just kind of puts his hand on his shoulder, pats him, and then just leaves. And then we have another. We have. We're getting down to like the last few scenes, but then it's. I think it's the next morning. He's cooking, and then he. I falls. think it was late at night. They're they're cooking and they're asking like, "Hey, so um, you're gonna you're gonna move uh you're gonna move uh." Oh yeah, this is after yeah. No, no, we'll get to that right now, Brian. <laughs> 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 he uh he's he's cooking. And he starts having a dream of his children. They're like, Dad, we're burning. And oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, bro. And I was and it's like, fuck, it's so heart wrenching. It but, is in the morning, yeah. But you find out that like he he, he was cooking something and he so fell asleep and it started burning. Yeah. He just like brushes her hair and he's like, You're not burning. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Fine. This and is some this is what something that I kinda noted from this. I think this is when he realizes like he can't be he yeah. realizes he can't be Patrick's guardian. Yeah. To the totality that he can, because he's like, damn, it almost happened again, you know. And then this is where we find out what Brian, like Brian was saying, we find out that George is gonna take him in, but Patrick kind of he gets upset. He gets upset. So you're like you what? You don't want me? Yeah, you know, attachment mm-hmm. issues. But yeah, he kind of starts crying, and Lee gives him a hug, and Lee just can't bear to be in Manchester. This is just yeah. way too much there. Well, I mean, he he's, he even starts getting sad. He even tells him. That he can't do it. Yeah. What did he you say? Know, what did I he can't say? beat it. He said, I, I can't, can't beat, it. beat it. Wait, what did he say again? He, Just he beat said, it. I can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and the stunned nephew just stares at him. He's like, and then obviously, you know, he just realizes like, fuck, dude, like no matter how many, you know, changes, obstacles, like he's no ma- just stuck. No matter yeah. how much closure you get, it's not going to change the fact that what happened happened. That he can't and, do uh, what? Beat Can't. It. Beat it. Just beat it. Beat it. <laughs> um, and then I think the way this movie ends, it's, I think it's like a really, it's another highlight of this movie because we get a time skip to the springtime mm-hmm. and we see the way we find out is because Patrick's walking out and he's like, has a, he has a, a wooden stick and he's like walking along a fence and hitting it, you know, and then he goes into the cemetery and touches the ground and it's like, it's not frozen solid anymore. Uh, we see Lee at his new job. He's a handyman. I think he, he must have gotten a better job, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then we see George signing the papers to become the guardian. Joe's finally getting buried. And then Lee's trying to find a place with extra room so Patrick can visit. And, you know, they're just kind of walking. And I think it ends with the beautiful scene where we see one final moment between them. They're on a boat fishing and then it just fades to black. And yeah. then the movie ends. And I do... I do think there's a very interesting scene well, well, when he's when he is working like in a boiler and he's talking to his, his new boss or something, right? No, he's talking to like I think a patron. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the patron mentions something about his dad, how he died, how he went out to the sea, and he just kind of like faded away. Yeah. He never came back, yeah. but you know he never came back, so they assumed he was dead. And it do makes me wonder that. Uh, if is if this is the future that Lee wants for himself or that he wanted for himself, right? He wanted to be the man that was by Manchester and by the sea. Oh. And he just kind of wanted to 
fade away and something that his brother Joe didn't want him to do, right? We see the parallel between the... He first. tells him it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's, there, you know, there's only so much that, you know, you can handle in this world. And if you can't pass that, yeah, you know, it's okay to... It's not, it's not... Obviously, it's okay to... Obviously, people push people to their to the point where they can get out of it, but mm -hmm. they don't realize that it's also okay to be comfortable where, where you're at. And I, I think the the ending of the movie leaves it very open ended, right? Uh, it doesn't really tell you the answer if Lee stayed in Patrick's life or if he just faded away into the sea. So I do want to ask this question: Do you guys think that Lee stayed consistently in Patrick's life, or he just? died or like went away forever faded when obscure i hate to think that he committed suicide and i but that's sadly one of those things mm -hmm. that it's gonna be there yeah. but i mean one scene that we forgot is is that when they're walking up to the boat mm -hmm. they're playing catch oh yeah. no they're walking up the neighborhood it was a neighborhood yeah. with the ball. Yeah, after the yeah. funeral you know he picks up the ball and he and he's just like throwing it back and then um you know lee's like he throws it again and then he drops and he's like, oh, dude, forget about it. Like, but you could see that, you know, the nephew, he's just like, oh, come on. Let's just, yeah. just play back and forth. And it's and that's a good thing because, you know, obviously it's not about, um, you know, about a Lee just staying there just for him to visit. Yeah, it's because he knows that the nephew will make that effort of going to visit for him. And I would do want to ask this question. Was Joe successful? Did Joe give Lee a reason yes. to live again? Right? I think for the time being, yes. I think Joe gave him the opportunity that no one else was willing to give him. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, throughout the evidence in the movie, throughout him selling the rifles and buying a new motor, throughout him um, not wanting to give up on the ball going down the street, the movie gives us enough evidence to show that yeah, maybe uh, Lee did stay in Patrick's life because Joe gave him something to live for. I have another 100%. question. Do you think that, and I think we've kind of touched upon it, but do you think that Lee is redeemable for his actions? I think anyone yes. is. Yeah, I think is, and I think the interesting thing is that anyone that is watching the movie knows that it wasn't Lee's fault. You know, it was an honest, honest mistake. But everyone knows it except Lee. And the movie is constantly trying to convince Lee that he is worth something. And I think too, I think so too. Even now realizing, having watched it both times, well, especially the first time, I never really saw Lee as a bad person. I never really took him for what he's... I never took what he did more than as a mistake. Like, yeah. I didn't think he was a bad guy of the movie. He just made a mistake, you know, and shit. Lord knows, Lord knows that we all make mistakes, and that's yeah. the crazy part about life. All right, and now we are wrapping this things Wait. up right now. I just well, well the, our, yeah, take, I, 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 our take on the okay. movie. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to. Uh, okay, Chris, we're going to save yours for last because yours yeah. seems like it's going to be yeah. intense. So, any last thoughts on the movie, Brian? Um, I just feel like it. You know, there's for this movie it is um, it's just an understanding of like how people can deal with losses mm -hmm. and it, it's a difficult path to to um recovery to recovery yeah you know and uh you know for, for you know you got to view it this way obviously 
um, the way that I view it is like for one of the bi- biggest thing is uh, for me, my my uncle was like obviously, you yeah. know, fuck like you know, lived my entire life with him, seen him as a kid, but it didn't really was it wasn't really as impactful. But viewing it as a family wise thing, it's just kind of like oh shit, you know, it played a huge part not only to our family but mainly for my dad. Yeah. So. One thing right now that I view this movie is that when my dad's brother died, no matter how happy I could try to get this guy, it is something that's going to, it's going to be the most difficult thing for him to recover. Yeah. So, and it's just one of those things where hopefully with the, with the passion of other people like this movie, there's going to be obviously like a few people that will be able to enlighten someone's day. Yeah. What about you, Beto? Well, I do think this movie touches up on a lot of things. You know, as we finish this bottle of whiskey. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does touch on substance abuse. <laughs> between four of us, between four of I us. I let you know that bottle was full and it was a gift. It was, <laughs> a, gift. It was a gift. Yeah, but does, I, I enjoy that we all sipped it and actually that's pretty good. killed it. Yeah, yeah it is good. good. And then it also touches on grief, but ultimately it is a redemption act. You know, do, do people do people deserve uh, a life after horrible mistakes? And I think this movie, even though it does leave it a little open-ended, uh, it answers the question. Yes, people do deserve to live a happy life, even though they made some mistakes. Yes. Now you, Chris. You don't, you don't want to say yours or did you already say Well, yours? I kind of said it at the beginning, but... Just I think with with any rewatch of these movies that we talk about, I learn to appreciate it a lot more. And then especially talking about it with you guys, I can learn to appreciate things that I didn't really notice. Um, it is a redemption story in its own sense. You know, it's not the typical redemption story where the person at the end, becomes they're happy. fully redeemable. They, they turn their whole life around. It's going to be a long process, really, but he's on the right path. And I'm 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 happy and content with how it ended with that scene at least that he's still with his nephew and yeah. I, at least i see for the foreseeable future that he will stay in his life and i do think that's a very nice way to end the movie you know we have said that this is a very grounded movie right where things aren't like perfectly neatly wrapped in a bowl right we don't know exactly what the future holds but it ended as nice as any real life story could have ended and then now chris so, um, like I said from the uh, from the beginning, I felt like this movie was the most grounded movie I've ever seen. It's about like it, losses don't wait for you. Like nothing was waiting for him. Like there was like, even though he was trying to redeem himself, there was a lot of things that he held back, and he, he would he regressed back to how he was before. It goes to show like there was he didn't really hundred like you guys say hundred percent redeem himself, but it's like in real life like some people just don't. They just don't go back like they don't go forward they just go back sometimes yeah and it's like i, I wish I, I knew who i saw the video for so i could give them the credit but like the way they observed it it was very like in which i agree with his stance on it was that he he still acted the same way he still got drunk he still had issues and he still did the same thing he did even after the death of his kids 
it was it was a like it was like a it was like there was no real redemption when there was effort because there's people who try to redeem themselves there's effort but then it regressed to back what they were sometimes it's, yeah. it's kind of like in the at the end of american psycho where after he confesses everything he like even after i've confessed everything like there was no catharsis there was no change you yeah know? like and then that's what he did like there was no real change like he still wanted to move back and you know like you said the ending is very open ending so it's like i can't tell you whether like he changed his life around or he went back but like throughout the whole movie yes he was trying to change and then when like he finally met that one challenge it just he just regressed it back to being a drunk man trying to start a fight he said i can't beat it i can't do this i just can't i'm gonna leave this this issue or not an issue but like this i guess the issue to someone else and he did that yeah. and, it, and it was very grounded because there's a lot of people in this world that does that he's like look i'm not gonna get into bar fights in this town but i will in my town yeah <laughs> so like i don't know that's just my take on the movie like obviously just a lot more other than that like you know about substance abuse i agree mm -hmm. with you on that and about also about redemption, what he was really trying to do it. But mm -hmm. my takeaway from the movie personally was that he didn't 100% redeem himself. And there was like no, like, like, and like Milo said, there was no catharsis at the very end. It's like, it's all the same thing from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, before we end things, I do want to leave this question for the viewer. Uh, at the end of the day, was this a happy story, right? Did this movie make you feel like, make you feel better about things? Uh, or does it feel like a grim reality of how we all regress to our coping methods mechanism yeah whatever <laughs> it is yeah uh <laughs> i'm gonna say hey, the movie that I, I love this movies a lot i give it a eight and a half chris <laughs> and um it made me feel very depressed at the very end i was like <laughs> fuck because nothing changed i give it two out of five trips to the liquor store when oh my house burns god down. <laughs> <laughs> okay and as we end before we end and sign off can you go ahead and announce the next movie Beto? here we go all right so the next movie i have chosen is the first knives out movie uh, i think it is an amazing movie perfect metaphor for what was going on in the united states in 2016 damn like that uh, like that come on bro we did there will be blood now this <laughs> Knives Out is such an amazing movie. I don't even and know it's what a the little, first one's about. And it's a little <laughs> faster paced for you, Chris. So you might enjoy it a little more. Okay, no. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm a bone to pick. So every movie that we chose that was two hours long, it was movies that I already, uh, already seen. So it felt like a burn slow. To be <laughs> honest, this one was not as bad. Or wasn't bad at all. Because you hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really nice treat for me to watch a movie because it kept me captivated. When, yeah. when when you see something that you like you liked and you're like wow this is a good movie would I watch it again another two hour and thirty minutes no, Fuck no. <laughs> but like but like when we have to watch it again you already know it's coming because like I was anticipating the next scene for this movie I, I will say Knives Out has twists and turns that you will not see coming and if you do I'll buy you a shot of tequila baby no, no, I'm shit. Good. so we'll <laughs> leave that to the next episode we're gonna be signing off this is your boy Brian aka Tiny this was Beto. This is Chris, also known as Joy Pain. And this is Milo. And thank you guys. And if we don't hear from you, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. Oh, I made a mistake. Can, bye. We, can we start a logo real quick? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Bye. Peace.